Today we're with Peter Harris for the Venture Capital Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to interview VCs and angel investors, almost like a matchmaking service is the way I'm kind of looking at it. So it would be, hey, I've got a startup. Would University Growth Fund be a good fit for me? Would Peter Harris be a good fit for me? Does that, how does that premise sound? Sounds great. Okay, so first, so Peter Harris, what are probably the most notable deals that University Growth Fund has invested in? Because this is the second VC that you've been part of. Like, I think there, there's two ways to note notable. So one is brands that everybody recognized. So we're, you know, we're investors in Airbnb and Postmates and uh, Pinterest and Lyft. Uh, and so you got some good names. Other big names good like logos. that. In terms of companies that I'm really excited about, companies like Carta. Okay. Uh, Toast. We actually, I actually introduced you to Carta, right? You did introduce me to Carta. That's right. Uh, it's I got to find like, the next Carta for you. That's kind of my, my personal goal. Hey, that sounds like a great goal for me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then we've got some earlier stage companies that I'm super excited about their potential, but you know, who knows? It's, it's a long road still. So, so what is your, your thesis and Tom's thesis for University Growth Fund? Yeah, so, you know, it's a little nuanced because we're a little different than most funds, but we're a co-investment firm, so we don't lead rounds. We co-invest alongside other uh, top-tier investment firms. So that's a that's a criteria right off the bat. They've got to be raising money from another uh, institutional investor. Uh, and then just, you know, being true to our name, it's University Growth Fund. So we're looking to invest in companies that are growing where every dollar we put in will ultimately lead to growth and revenue, right? Um, or other important metrics. What that means though, is we don't invest in seed stage companies because typically they're like still in the desert trying to find their path. What right? would you define as seed? Uh, probably anybody doing sub $1 million in revenue. Okay. Um, we don't look at companies in the you know pharma or med device space because it's very binary, right? You're putting money into R&D, not into growth. Uh, not that those can't be amazing investments. It's just not where we focus. Uh, or just like very, very heavy technology. Like we looked at this company a number of years ago that could shrink LiDAR systems from like this big down to a pack of cards. Not really a fit for us, although super interesting tech. Okay, got it. As far as deals that you, like if you could pick the next three type of profiles for deals that you would like to invest in, do you have an idea of what those would look like? The types of deals I would love to do, like a series A deal led by a top tier firm solving a, a pain point. Uh, that's that's unique, but also big. So okay. for example, we're looking at a company right now that helps people pronounce names correctly. Okay. So at first blush, you're like- Can I use that in India? It's like, really? Yeah. All right. So you're like, really? Is that really that big? But then you start thinking about, right? Like call centers, uh, universities, uh, sales organizations, right? Like nothing, nobody wants to hear anything more than like their name pronounced correctly, okay. especially if it's hard to pronounce name. Mm -hmm. And as our our world becomes more and more like globalized and interconnected, right? It just becomes more and more of a pain point. So like things like that, where it's like, yeah, you're actually solving like this really interesting pain point. And the more you delve into the technology, they actually have something like really compelling and unique that differentiates mm -hmm. them. Like something like that's really exciting. Okay, so for the most part, the way I look at it is you're looking to because you guys don't lead rounds or at least lead rounds yet and then you're looking for more to syndicate with top firms like sequoia as your your primary decision maker well it's not so much that they're the primary decision maker for us as much as like 
they're doing the deal and we you know we make our own decision of whether or not mm-hmm. we do the deal and oftentimes I mean, we pass more often than we do the deal right um but like we're also kind of able to leverage their expertise mm-hmm. right when we're underwriting the deal um and we're not on the hook to write a really big check if we're a relatively small fund compared to a sequoia what are the last few deals that a top tier vc fund invested in that you looked at and passed or like it is like generally why did you pass yeah, so we passed for a number of reasons. One, we passed because uh, the valuation was just too high. Okay. So we were like, great company, amazing company, great syndicate of investors, but the valuation is so high that we're not convinced that we can generate a meaningful return there. Okay. Right? So that's one. Another is, you know, the company might have a high valuation, but on more important than that, they're still figuring out their business model and they haven't really been able to demonstrate that they can get to a profitable business model. Mm-hmm. And so we've said, uh, this is really interesting, but like, and, and yeah, you're further along, but you still haven't figured out some of these core things yet. And so the risk of this company actually just flat out going out of business is still really high. Mm-hmm. We're going to pass. Right? Okay. Versus like you could have a series A company that's generating a million or two of revenue and the business model is working uh, and they actually have something unique. That company could very likely be acquired by another business, even if they don't end up becoming really successful. And so in that case, maybe they get acquired for, you know, 10, 20 million dollars, but you still get your money back and maybe even a little bit of a return. Okay. So that's really what we're looking for is like, yeah, you're generating revenue. The business model really works. You've got a great team. We give you a dollar, you take that dollar, you turn it into five. Like, that's great. That's that's the type of stuff we want to invest in. Okay. When you're looking at, say, 100 deals, how many of those deals are venture funds that are partnering with, that you already have an existing partnership with, or they're reaching out to you? And how many of them is someone's coming off the street and saying, look at this deal? Yeah, so we pretty much will never do a deal that comes just to us direct. Okay. Um, look, we know who we are. We know who we're not. We're not Sequoia, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we would rather do the deal where the entrepreneur doesn't come to us, but goes to Sequoia and we convince the entrepreneur to let us in mm-hmm. alongside than the, the company that comes to us and can't get funded by Sequoia. Right. Okay. That's just our strategy. That's different. Uh, other funds, you know, would much rather compete head to head with Sequoia and get access to that same entrepreneur and deal. Right. Mm-hmm. So the real question though is how many deals do we go out and source the deal directly with okay. the entrepreneur and build the relationship with the entrepreneur versus ones where other funds bring us into the deal okay. and it's about 50-50. Okay. So we we have a broad network of venture funds that we work with and uh, oftentimes we're bringing them deals and they're bringing us deals. We're helping them with due diligence, really building a relationship with them and finding deals to do together and then other cases we find out about a company that we think is super interesting and we go and uh, chase down the entrepreneur and, and uh, sell them on why we would be a great partner. Okay. Let me ask you, what do you think about the information technology space in general? Is that a space? That's I mean, it's great. Level? It's super big. Is it so too big? It's super broad, so I don't know what to tell you about. What do you think about cryptocurrency? Is cryptocurrency a space that you guys would invest in? Potentially at some point, but not today. Okay. Agriculture. We've actually looked at several agriculture deals. And if you you count Grub Market as an agriculture deal, we've actually done one. Okay. Entertainment. We're an investor in Omaze, which I would argue is a type of entertainment. Okay. And we're an investor in Spotify. Okay. 
What about Pinterest? energy? We're an investor in a company called Carbon Lighthouse that does energy management for commercial buildings. Okay. What about clean tech? I would also lump Carbon Lighthouse as a clean tech deal. Okay. But we probably wouldn't invest in like solar panels. Okay. What about sports? We're an investor in a company called ScoreStream. Okay. Scorestream. They aggregate uh, high school sports scores. There's a few of those that have popped up lately. I think I've and, seen my feed. Um, yeah, they have partnerships with uh, large data providers like you know the Googles of the world to push the data out. Okay. What about the travel space? We're an investor in Airbnb. Okay. Outside, what about a travel deal coming in 2020? That we're looking at? You know, we've looked at a lot of travel deals. I think travel is, is tricky because uh, you have some very large incumbents. Um, there's certainly a lot that needs to be done there to be fixed, but it can be a little bit tricky um, to figure out who the winner is. We've looked at a lot of deals, and okay. there are some, some great companies out there. Fashion. Uh, I don't see you doing a fashion deal. We did Privé Revo. What's that? Which does uh, sunglasses. Sunglasses? Okay. So the idea behind Privé Revo, you should all go buy a pair, okay. uh, is they are celebrity-driven. Okay. So uh, Jamie Foxx is one of the founders. Mm -hmm. And the genesis there was he went to a red carpet event and on his way there, he forgot his sunglasses. And when you go to these events, right, there's lots of flashes. Mm -hmm. And so you need sunglasses. So he had his his uh, people drop stop by a gas station. He went in, tried on a few, kept one, did the red carpet, threw it away right after. And then all the blogs were like, where did those sunglasses come from? Okay. They look so good. I want to buy a pair. So then he was like, I'm going to start a brand. So okay. all of the sunglasses are $30. Well, actually, they now have some some slightly higher priced ones, but okay. $30 to $60. Very fashionable. Okay. Automotive. Uh, we've done a ton of automotive tech. Really? So, yeah, we're investors in Honk, which does roadside assistance. Okay. We're investors in FAIR, which does used car leasing. What about life sciences or biotech? I feel like with a lot of investors, you're either you touch it or you don't touch it. So that's one we typically don't touch, although we are an investor in 23andMe. Why 23andMe? So 23andMe, the idea was at the time, they were really a consumer products business, if you think okay. about it, because they were selling these DNA tests. Mm -hmm. But what they the long-term vision was, we're going to aggregate all of this this DNA data, and we're going to use that to create uh, pharmaceutical drugs. Okay. What about health and wellness? Uh, we're an investor in a company called, um, well, I guess two. So one is called, oh, really three. So one is called Capsule. They okay. do um, uh, on-demand delivery of pharmaceuticals. Okay. Drugs. Uh, we're an investor in eVisit that does telemedicine, okay. telehealth services. And then we were an investor in a company that was acquired by Nestle called, um, why am I spacing the name? Persona, okay. which does customized vitamins. So you fill out this like Persona 10 minute that. survey okay. and they tell you exactly like what vitamins you need. One of the things that I'm looking for now is because I go to India a lot and it's humid there. Yeah. And I like to have my multivitamins and my hair loss medications. And it'd be nice if everything was in one bag so humidity couldn't get it so i just open it that's what they do i go on a trip to india and yep. after two months it's just it beats the, the tablets just disintegrate real estate could probably argue like an airbnb is kind of like a real estate but outside of that carbon lighthouse is outside of that real estate is usually typically more of a p deal unless you're looking for like a, a well software it could be like real estate tech you know like we, i mean homie we looked would be at, real estate tech right yeah real yeah homie would be real estate tech we looked at another uh real estate tech company that uh, basically, 
enabled accredited investors to pool their money together to mm -hmm. develop properties. What about art? Do you think South Canada's just did a deal? Yeah, did you listen to that? So no, they they sell, they're selling art futures. I think is what they're oh, doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm familiar with that deal. Uh, you know, potentially that one's uh, that's probably a little bit further out there. Okay, wait. So going back to crypto, did you ever see Coinbase come across your desk? I did not see Coinbase. Did you see Peloton come across your desk? I did not see Peloton. What are the ones that you wished you would have seen come across your desk? I wish I would have seen those two. <laughs> okay. Well, cool. Well, I think those are my questions. If you have any questions for Peter, just let us know as part of the Venture Capital Podcast. Again, we'll be interviewing venture capitalists, angel investors. I know Peter's got to run, but thanks for watching and tune in next time. Thanks for having me, John. Thank you.